We are the Adventuring Guild, and this is the Home Brew Review. joining us for another week of homebrew review. We will be tackling White Plume Mountain after we successfully managed to work our way through the hidden shrine of Tomoachan. We are all level 8s this time, so hopefully uh, that will bring some cool new features as well as some feats, ability score improvements that uh, will help shape the classes just a little bit. Uh, we will be starting a little bit further into White Plume Mountain so we can see some of that more mid-dungeon, late-dungeon uh, encounters and fun things like that so you don't always have to just see the beginning of the dungeon. And the audio for this section is once again provided by TabletopAudio.com. Check them out for some of their amazing soundtracks and ambience. We'll go ahead and start with our reintroductions in case you missed last week and kind of what all we did. It's Virgil again. Uh, I'm playing Lucian, the half-elf moon warden ranger. Last week... At level 4, I rolled terribly, uh, and really didn't get to show off a whole bunch of the features. The features I think that I did get to show off a little bit were the Shooting Star ability, which it gives basically the extra d6 of radiant damage when you hit with a weapon attack. The nice thing I think about that was it doesn't just have to be the bow, like a ranger, but you can also use your melee abilities. I think we fought a big gross monster thing, and I was forced to attack it. And I was able to use that feature to do a little bit extra damage on it. As far as how I see the class so far, I think it's fairly balanced uh, so far. There haven't been any game-breaking things. This next level, basically the only real big change I get for the Moon Warden is Moonlit Air, which at level 7 I gain proficiency and intelligence and charisma saving throws as well. A little bit of a help as far as saving throws help bolster my defense and uh, sustainability within the group. So that is pretty much it for the Moon Warden. Hello, it's Hope. I play Reshna, the Elven Soul Knife. Last session, you know, didn't roll very well at all and wasn't able to land any hits or pass many saves. So I'm hoping it goes better this week. One of my favorite features about last game was the fact that I was able to use Message as my cantrip because you get one for the soul knife, and I thought that was really handy because it at least allowed me to do something with helping with Fenris. It, since I never really got to do any damage, you couldn't really see how well the character was able to balance out, but I'm hoping with this game we can see more of the damage that it gets to do. Another thing that I get to do with uh, level 8 is I get an extra attack and a couple more blade techniques, so it'll be really interesting to see those in action. Alright, well, this is David. Uh, I'm playing Amar, the human puggleist. And, uh, yeah, that went about as well as I thought it would. Uh, I got to use a couple of my 
class abilities, they really, uh, some of them really did come in handy. The one I did want to mention was this thing called Compression Lock, and basically I spend one of my Moxie, and when a creature like breaks its grapple, like if I have a grapple and it breaks free, I can just spend a Moxie and it just has to reroll. It just has to reroll. So that can come in handy if you're stuck in a tight situation, you really need to keep that grapple. So yeah, some of these class features are really coming in handy. Some of the things I did notice, though, it is kind of a hindrance to have such a low AC and a low HP if you're going to be up front doing melee fighting, because I've got studded leather armor and a decent constitution, but my AC is 14, and I've got 31 health points at level 4, so... I can, I can do some okay damage, even when I'm just using unarmed attacks, but that is kind of keeping me, you know, a little hesitant to go up front. But this next few levels, I'll go up a hit die with my uh, punching stats, and I'll have some more moxie abilities, some more moxie to spend, so I'm looking forward to that little boost. This is Mike. I'm back with Fenris Ironjaw, the Lupine Barbarian, utilizing the homebrew Path of the Caged path. I feel like the best features that I found from last week were being able to have multiple attacks early on uh, with a significant health pool and defensive abilities. I was able to maintain during the fight against the gibbering the gibbering mouth, was that what that was? Yes. The gibberer, I was able to maintain frontline tanking and also dish out quite a bit of damage. Uh, I was very fortunate that I was able to make all of my wisdom saving throws, and that's what kept me in the fight. And that's not even from a class benefit, that was just pure luck of the dice. An unexpected perk that I found was having the high armor class through the unarmored defense ability through the Barbarian, uh, maxing out my constitution and having a decent dexterity, plus my... Uh, Path of the Caged ability, I have a total of 19 armor class wearing no armor whatsoever. Actually, 18, and plus my shield brings me to 20. So gaining extra offensive abilities from that in addition to having high defense. What I'm looking forward to this week is gaining a third attack from the Barbarian class. I'll have an attack, an extra attack, and then a bonus attack based on my unarmored attack options. So, and more health. Bring it on. <laughs> All right, this is Michael Holmes back again with your resident smooth talker, Alan Jeffrey. Last week, you know, based a lot on the types of enemies we we're facing, I, I was forced into combat more than I wanted to be, but that's okay. Because of the option to take some damaging cantrips so that I can actually pull my weight a little bit without having to hurt myself too much was really useful. Of course, we also got to see the Hellblaze ability in action, which is going to get progressively more and more threatening. It scales based on level, so we're going to see more damage out of that coming up. I'm also going to be getting more access to some uh, some of the more sneakier things that that uh, the Hellblazer can do. I get access to my Decent Interrogation, which is a touch attack against a creature to see its memories. Just on a wisdom save, everything that they know, I know. One of the real high points for this class that I've really like is his ability called Fate's Mistake, which starting at 7th level of every long rest, I get to, basically when I make a roll, choose to roll with advantage once every long rest. So, basically puts my destiny in my own hands, uh, which is very much what you want with this class. Um, beyond that, not a whole lot coming into play for 
for Alan, you're really going to see some more promising stuff coming up in later episodes when no one I can really cut loose and and do some pretty horrifying things with him. A series of copper-colored metal panels line the walls of the path before you. This whole hall appears to be flooded. You're standing in a little bit of water. It's five foot wide. You guys are just right before those panels. They are six feet high and six feet wide. Anything else noteworthy about the panels? Not really. Just copper-colored metal panels, as far as you can tell. Investigation is not my strong suit. <laughs> Let me take a bash at it. 16. You're pretty sure with the way that these are arranged, they have some sort of magical effect. Probably, given what you have done so far, some crazy trap or trial that you have to get through, uh, since you've already had a lot of really ridiculous things you've had to fight your way through thus far. You guys ready for some fun? I get the like, I get the eerie feeling that like there's gonna be blades coming from the ceiling or arrow pits. Or... So um, let's send the guy who has a plus one and everything. Um, let's send him up front. <laughs> okay, put your ranged fighter up front. What next? Are you gonna take off down the hallway, or are you gonna walk? Are you gonna stealth? Uh, can I make a perception check? Yeah. Or perhaps. 23. 23. You see that this hallway is 70 feet long and that water is the entire way and these panels stretch down the entire corridor. There is uh, open room on the other side. Do you, want to, do you guys want me to just dash all the way down and see what happens? Do you feel comfortable doing that? Maybe I should throw a rock. Do you have a rock? I punch the wall. Well, that worked in the previous week because the walls were a shoddy stonework. I sure still try. This area is. You chuck a rock through. Uh, the rock just clatter, clatter, clatter. Okay. Down the hallway. What marker do you want to throw it at? 50, 70. Let's go 50 feet. Okay, you lob the rock and sails through the air and clatter, 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 clatter. Oh. Wouldn't it? Wouldn't it? Since there's water on Oh, that's true. That's true, Sue. Okay. Okay. I'll I'll go in five feet. You go in five feet. So we keep going? How how deep is the water again? Just a few inches. Ah. And five feet. I'm going to go in another five feet. Okay. Let's just cautiously walk down, keeping an eye out for nefarious... um, Okay. You just walk in single file. What's the marching order? Well, apparently I'm in front. Virgil's in front? At the moment. Okay. I'll be right behind him. Second? Third. And if, if you at any point decide that you'd like to back up, this one. Okay. I will be in the very not front. <laughs> okay. As you're walking down the hallway, Virgil, you get about 20 feet in, and it starts getting uncomfortably warm. Take another step. Still really warm. 30 feet? It's like, holy crap. Your face is almost burning a little bit. It's so hot. Can I tell kind of where this heat's coming from up top? All sides? All over. Can I look at the water? Is it steaming at all? No, the water is not, believe it or not. I'm not going to touch, but I want to put my hand near the copper panels. Are they emanating quite a bit of heat? Oh, hells yeah. Not not so much the panels themselves, but 
that is where something is coming from. Do these panels look like they can be removed at all? They do not. They are six foot high, six foot wide, affixed to the wall. Now, if I if I like go prone and like get on the ground near the water, am I uh, slightly cooler? Is that refreshing? You are still very very warm, but I'm also wet. It's it's hot. The You're water? thinking some sort of no, but you you physically are. You're thinking meta terms infrared something like that. I mean, this whole area yeah. is just like almost like an electrical field has been created in just like this sparking heat all the way around you. How about I continue, since I still have the ring of fire resist, I might be able to be... Yeah, you kind of If we start taking damage from this heat, I might be able to shrug off some of it. Yeah, you you kind of shuffle around and you get up to the 35-foot mark and you feel very discomforted at the 40-foot mark. You continue on another 5 feet, just still very painfully hot. At 50 feet, though, any wrappings of cloth or anything that you are wearing on you any kind of cloth starts to to smolder just a little bit. And you continue after your close start? I'm going to bolt. I'm going to okay. bolt straight forward. You take off running. See if I spend as little time in this hallway as possible. Yeah, you take off running. At the 60-foot mark, the leather starts to burn on your armor as well. And you are able to finally push through at the very end and uh, out to the other side. But that was very, very uncomfortable for you, okay. for sure. I'll reach down and splash some water on all my items to make sure that I yeah, yeah, put yeah. out any residual... You stop, drop, and roll. Stop, and drop, you, and roll. Yeah, you know, black armor on, charred black armor, but... Uh, Did not want to look at that. We okay. kind of yell down the hall, You all right? I got a little cooked, but I'm okay. But your first seems fine. It was just... It was just the items. Yes, it was okay. mostly just the items. So, um, can I make an intelligence check to like really put that together? Go ahead. Like, um, fifteen. You're pretty sure it has to do with these panels, and it's a chain effect. Starts off cool at the first panel. The further you go in, it, it snowballs more and more heat, almost as if you're building up a charge with each panel you pass. So, like, if you were naked, it would probably do something, but you would be slowed down because you'd have to drag all of your possessions with you, and it's still painfully warm. So how far do we have to go from so, the point where we're at? You're at the 30-foot mark. This hallway is 70 feet long. Okay. So maybe just go back there, cool off for a second, and then just sprint down. I'm going to teleport. Okay, yeah, you teleport how many feet? 40. And you appear next to him. Have I seen you do this yet? No, this is my first time. Dear God! <laughs> All right. Do I feel this is a magical effect? You're not 100% sure, but it, it would almost have to be. You know what? Can we see anything in this room that we just might shut? Now gotten to, like any type of controls? I believe this is just a doorway. I think it's just a landing room so that you can cool off. Okay. Yeah, there's just a set of stairs up there. Uh, what's your passive percept again? 15. You do notice a door appears to be in the wall right next to... Uh, as you ran into that room right to the right, there appears to be some sort of hidden door there leading kind of back behind the panels almost. Should we take a look in there? I'm going to use Detect Magic. Okay, uh, you use Detect Magic, and it does appear to be some sort of magic effect, but not one that you're familiar with. Uh, it, it appears to be almost an innate uh, characteristic of these panels that every step you take as you pass them you build up this almost this charge of heat around you. 
but you do believe that it could probably be nullified by something cold-related. Cool yourself down enough, you should be alright. Oh, I wish I had prepared Ray of Frost. I could conjure a minor ice elemental. We just ride it through the copper tubing. Do <laughs> you want to use your conjure spell? I, I'm just going to try and sprint through, because I think I'm the only one left I'm at the other end about of the it. tunnel. Okay, what kind of armor are you wearing? I am weather, wearing uh, studded leather. Studded leather. All right. Uh, you are able to dash all the way through very quickly. Your armor does suffer a little bit of scorching-type damage, but it is still intact. Okay. I splash some water. You two are all that's left. You seem to have had, like, a revelation of some sort. Well, an epiphany. I really think... I'm just trying to... F- look, look at me. I'm not much of a runner. I'm right. Not gonna lie. If I'm having to move quickly, then my life is in danger, for more reasons than one. If I can get through this corridor without running, I'll be a lot happier. Now, the only way that's gonna happen is if we can cool it off in here. Unfortunately, I like the uh, means of doing such a thing. Are there any large palm leaves at the other end of this tunnel? No, believe it or not, no. <laughs> what if I just blow wow. gently down the corridor? <laughs> uh, it, it looks kind of awkward, but, you know, whatever works. Alright, okay, what can I do here? Um, I want to take a peek inside that doorway. Yeah, you start to open the door, and it is immediately thrown open, and eight ghouls flash out. Fantastic. Uh, two are able to get to you the first time. So everybody roll me initiative, and we will go ahead and start. See, I was thinking there might have been a control on the inside. Yeah, I was along with you. Okay, uh, so initiative <laughs> order, and we're going to do everybody, even those stuck down the corridor. And I, I have since gained advantage to my initiative rolls. Awesome. So that'll be a 13. It's a 17 for Amar. 14 for Lucian. 10. 11. What's the range on your last abilities? Uh, 3 feet. Hmm, that's too bad. I was going to say, because standing where you are 40 feet down, if they walk in front of the doorway, if you're... No, sorry, 120 feet, yeah. Awesome. So you can at least take... And you can take shots. We'll try to lure them so that they're standing in front of the corridor so that our ranged characters can take shots without having to stand in the heat. Okay, we will go ahead and start then. They're going to get... Two of them are going to get swipes at you for that. And then we will start uh, normal initiative order. So, definitely not using my... Wonderful on you, Bali. Yeah. <laughs> All right. The two swipe at you. One will hit with a twenty-one. The other <sighs> will hit with a twenty-one as well. <sighs> you take six and seven points of slashing damage, and I need two Constitution saving throws. Um, I will fail one of them. Okay. Uh, you are paralyzed for one minute. Oh. Oh. No. You can repeat the saving throw at the end of each of your turns. I do something. Some armor for sure if I have it yet. Nope, that's it. Level 10. Alright. Ah. Yeah, gotta love it. Okay, uh, we will then start a regular initiative order with Amar. Now, are they still kind of in this doorway? Yes, they are. Okay. Um, Basically, they pulled the door open as he tried to open it, causing yeah. him to stagger forward a little bit and just swipe at him with their nasty claws. Okay. Um, can I do, like, one shove till I shove both of them back 
through the doorway and then just use my action to close the door? Uh, yeah, I'll have you do that at disadvantage, and it would be versus uh, its strength contest. Yeah. Uh, versus both of them. So okay. you have disadvantage on it, and they have regular. That is a 10. Okay, so no, you are not quite able to push them back. You've managed to shove one of them out of the way, but the other one gets halfway out the door with a shoulder, uh, and so you are not able to really slam that door shut. Okay, well, I'm going to use one of my moxie, and uh, that lets me use a shove as, like, a bonus action rather than using my full action. And then for my action, I'm just going to punch him. So that is uh, 223s. Yes, that will hit one of them. And then that is six points of damage and eight points of damage. It definitely isn't looking good after that. The ghouls aren't very powerful foes. There's just a bunch of them. So uh, when you hit that one, part of his jaw broke in his mm-hmm. Just kind of a whoosh there on his face. Oh, sweet. We're then on to Lucian. Alrighty. I'm going to attack uh, one of them with my bow. That's us. You would wait. You're still down the hallway, correct? Yeah. You cannot see them from where you are at. I don't have three total. They are total cover. Okay, well, I guess I'm just going to pat Alan on the back and say, good luck, and I'm going to take off running. What what kind of armor are you Studded leather. Studded leather. It is very hot, but you do not take damage. You just dive through with some slightly charred armor. Okay, I run through, and then as I make it through, I'm going to try and stay away from the ghouls, but I'm going to touch Fenris and cast Lester, Lesser Restoration to disable that paralysis. Awesome. Very good idea. Okay, then on to Fenris. So, shake it off. Growl a bit and enter a rage. Awesome. Or should I? Should we save? I've got four rage. Yeah, I've got four rages, so. Uh, Going into a rage, I will attack, and I now have two attacks per the class, plus a third attack for being unarmed. Awesome. So, uh, plus fives to all. I'm getting a 16, a 17, and a 13. Okay, all of them hit. Go ahead and roll these damages one at a time, because you will likely kill the one before you run out. My damage has increased to a D8 with unarmed attacks. Awesome. So, 11. All right, that is enough to fell the first one as you uh, rip out its throat. Ah, damn. Next. Um, seven. Okay. And six. All right, uh, that brought the other one almost uh, to its knees as well, but it barely held on, though it is missing a good chunk of its chest uh, with that clawing, raking motion that you made uh, with your iron claws. <laughs> All right, on to Alan. God, blimey. Whose idea was this? My bad. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a dash. Uh, I can I can see that huffing and puffing with your 12-pack-a-day habit. Cartons. <laughs> okay. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to get up against the very back wall of that room at the end. Not a problem. What kind of armor are you wearing? A trench coat. A trench coat. It is very charred and see-through in a couple of spots, but you are able to get all the way through that uh, without any problem, and you get to the back wall. <laughs> yeah. you need a smoke after that dash, huh? You have no idea. <laughs> okay. I'm then to Reshna. All right. So I'm going to attack, and I have an extra attack as well. So that's 21. And you have 10-foot reach, correct? 
Yes. Okay, yeah, then you can hit that. Um, go ahead and roll damage. Um, you'll probably end that first one, but then the rest will be out of your reach. Alright. Six, and then five. Okay, yep. You fell that other one, uh, slicing them in twain along the same line that Fenris clawed, and it falls in two pieces. There are six remaining ghouls in this room, but they are kind of stuck uh, right in that choke point there. So three of them are able to get up close enough to scratch at Fenris and Amar up front. One to Amar and two to Fenris. So the two to Fenris, that is a 19 and a 17. 20. Neither of those hit. And to Amar, that is a nine, uh, 21, excuse me. Yeah, that'll hit. All right, Fenris, or uh, Amar, you are going to take eight points of slashing damage, and I need a constitution save from you. All right. Nice. That is a 22. That is enough. Uh, you feel that y- your muscles kind of clinch up in a crazy cramp, but immediately you are able to shake out and uh, you are unaffected by that paralysis. Very cool. All right, it is your turn now, Amar. All right, well, um, I'm going to go for uh, punching again. <laughs> Good tactic. Yeah, and uh, this time I'm going to use one of my new abilities, the Haymaker, so I can roll with disadvantage, but if I actually hit, I use max damage. Very nice. So, and that is a 19 to hit. Yes, that makes contact. All right, so that's going to be 12 points of damage, and then, oh, that's a 9. No, that will not quite hit. Okay. So you are able with that haymaker to slug this ghoul so hard that his head smacks against the wall and rattles a little bit. And as you go in for your other one, he's still so dazed that he just kind of sluggishly moves back out of the way. The and drunken it goes boxing. Type exactly. Thing. Drunken yeah. boxing. Just goes wide. You aren't quite able to make contact. Lucian. Okay, they're all kind of grouped together behind this door? Correct. Okay, so all those ghouls are all situated in a room. The room is 10 feet wide and 15 feet long, so you can pretty much hit any of them uh, with anything that's got a radius more than 5 feet. Okay, that's what I was kind of wanting to do was uh, cast Hail of Thorns as a bonus action and then shoot one of them and then try and do the, that Hail of Thorn burst to hit as many as possible. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, so Hail of Thorns, that's a... Uh, 18 to hit. Yes, that hits. Alright, so as far as the bow damage, it is 10 points of piercing for the bow. Alright, that takes one of them down about half. And then uh, all the creatures within a 5 foot have to make a deck save. Yep, what is the DC? 13. 13. Two of them pass, uh, the rest fail. That is 10 points on a fail, half for a success. Okay. Uh, so I'm going to say you are able to kill two of them. The other one, uh, one of the other ones is brought down to bloody. Uh, the rest look like they are pretty pissed off about having that happen, but uh, they are still standing, though now they are full of thorns uh, that exploded from this arrow you shot. All right, my second attack. That's a 19 to hit. Yes, that will hit. Would you like to shoot the one that's right in front of the doorway, uh, opening up kind of room for everybody to charge in? Yeah. That's seven points of damage. Uh, yeah, with seven points of damage, uh, you are able to bring him to his knees, but he is not yet dead again, for lack of a better term. All right, Fenris, there's one in front of you holding on by the skin of his nasty gray skin, and the rest are pretty puckered up with thorns. 
can I get maneuver to a position where I could attack one and then move to the next? Uh, if you would like to charge through one of them, uh, I'll say that he's been bloodied and beaten enough that you can charge through him and hit the rest. Yes. Okay. Yeah, let's do that. All right, you are now surrounded by enemies. <laughs> um, we'll make the three attacks. Um, 22 and a 9. Okay, the 22 will hit. Okay. And then a 14. Yes, that will hit as well. 2d8 plus 5. And would you like to attack the one you charged through or no? Uh, yeah. Okay. You stab him through the face and just blow him, just throw him to the ground as you charge through this first one. The second one, you yeah, attack we'll, we'll and... These, these in order. I'm assuming the first one didn't have much to go. No, he had three whole points. The damage rim would have been ten, and then the damage for the next one will be seven. Okay, yep. Uh, you are able to bring that other one uh, with another claw strike down to almost death with that blow as well. So you are now surrounded on all sides by enemies uh, from where you are standing, having just nearly decapitated that one with your fist. On to Alan. How many of these blokes are left? Three. All of them full of thorns and one of them with a halfway caved-in face. I'm just going to saunter up to the doorway. Alright, let's see if I can do this. I saw John do this once and I uh, think I've got a pretty good grasp on it. Thunderwave. Okay. Uh, that's each creature, correct? Yep. Alright, Mike and the uh, three... Rules all need to make con saves, correct? Yes. What is the DC on that? Uh, if I remember right, it was 16. Yep, all of them fail. Alright, well, I've got plus 5. That'll be a 24. <laughs> Alright. I'm casting this as a second level spell, so I'm going to add a D8 to it. 18 from the Thunder Wave, plus another 6 Radiant. Describe what happens to these three remaining ghouls. Good. Basically, what you'd expect from uh, this guy—just this massive shockwave emanates out, and uh, they're all just kind of splattered up against the walls, and just overwhelming concussive force. Okay. Do yes. Do I take anything from that for making my save? Do I take half damage or anything? Yeah. So. You... So what happens I... to, the, to these ghouls? And Mike. Yeah, and Mike. <laughs> I like the idea that as as Mike sees out of the corner of his eyes, you crack your knuckles, he ducks, yep. and this wave of lightning washes over him, hits these three remaining ghouls, they fly into the stone walls, sizzling as they do, and fall into this water around you. And that cost me one D8. Yeah, a little bit of that blowback, uh, definitely it was the crack in the knuckles, that's why they warned you not to do it, man. That D8 of damage from doing that. But, uh. Oh, I just a health. One of my health there because I'm really damaging as well. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, the ghouls are now crispy critters. There is nothing of note in that room except for all these ghouls appear to be wearing this really strange amulet uh, that feels a little bit hinky, but you're not quite sure what it does. Let's take a closer look at one of these amulets. You can go ahead and make an arcana check. Uh, 15? Uh, you see almost a reverse holy symbol kind of a thing, a very unholy symbol, and you believe it has something to do with resisting the effects of uh, like turn undead. They kind of resist clerics or others that would be able to really uh, ruin things for them. Okay, other than that, there is nothing else in this room uh, other than charred bodies of ghouls. There are now stairs that kind of lead up into a dry corridor beyond. I'm going to take one of those amulets with me. Yeah, go ahead. 
We then, you guys then go up those stairs into a dry corridor. You kind of make a turn, and there is a doorway in front of you. I'm a little concerned there might be ghouls behind it. Let's see. Five. Go ahead and make perception checks if you guys would like to. 19. Close. 25. 16. Holy cow. 16. Well done. A 19 plus 6. <laughs> you hear a almost sharpening sound, like like that that ring of steel against a whetstone kind of a thing, but not exactly. It's a little bit off, uh, and it's very, very quiet. Other than that, uh, this you don't hear anything else other than the occasional drip of water into water from the tunnels behind. Is there a tempo to it to indicate that it might be a machine? Not really. Uh, it's faint enough that you think you hear it, but you can't quite be sure. The second you try to listen to it, it disappears. Uh, crack the door open just a little bit? Okay. Uh, the path to the west is broken by a sizable gap, and you can see the glint of metal at the bottom of the opening. The floor beyond this area has a silvery sheen. In the distance, you can see another hole beyond which a patch of floor that adjoins the western wall. So this hallway, there are two uh, breaks in the floor, and you can see metal down here. And then this floor is completely covered in a shimmery, silvery sheen. Hmm. I don't suffer ill effects from silver. You toss my cigarette out on the floor. You toss your cigarette out onto the floor, and it hits and just keeps sliding all the way across the floor until it falls into the pit on the other side. I had a hunch. So we gotta do one of those moves where you jump into it, slide, and then jump off on the other end to get to the... So you don't fall in the pit? You can try whatever you want to try. Oh, well, see, I'm very athletic, and um, I feel like I can just I can just do things like this. So I'm going to do exactly what I said. Okay, you jump across the floor, or jump across. Well, okay, how, how, can I see how far that gap is? The gap is only like two foot wide. So I can realistically jump that? You can jump it, you can step across it. If you wanted to, okay, yeah, I'm just trying to like, I'm just trying to like run at the run at the slippery surface, jump onto it and just slide, and then jump at the last second to get across. <laughs> like not even like jumping forward, just like jumping up and letting my momentum carry me. Okay, you uh, jump and you hit the floor. Not that big of a deal, uh, making the jump. Once you land, though, go ahead and give me an acrobatics save or an acrobatics check. Ooh, it's a 16. You fall on your rear, continue to slide all the way across the floor at a ridiculous momentum, and you fall into the pit on the other side. You take 11 points of piercing damage. Ow. Ow, my bones. I teleport to the other side. (laughs) You're across. Can Dave climb up easily out of the hole, or does he need help? Yeah, it's not terribly deep. Uh, it's um, uh, it's ten feet deep. Yay, tetanus! Yeah, I need a can actually. I need a Constitution saving throw. Tetanus. <laughs> yeah, this is where the eleven comes in. Seven. You, you have definitely got something. Um, you think from those blades because you take eleven points of uh, well, no, damage. No. Does it look like ice? It does not. It, it's reminiscent of it in the fact that it is very shimmery, 
Um, but it is not ice, no. Is this considered... Um... And when you threw that cigarette, did you throw it in the middle straight across, or did you kind of throw it in an angle? Where did you throw it? I just... As, as straight as I could, just... Yep, and it, it just rocketed straight across without deviating from that path. I want to step in there and, like, pull out, like, some sand or, like, some lint or whatever, you know, something, like, in my pocket. pocket. Sand. Yeah, pocket sand. <laughs> and not flick it, but just drop it. As it drops and hit the ground, it scatters and slides in whatever direction it happened to hit. Okay. And all the way to the other end without stopping or until it did falls. Did it go? Up, did it speed up, or did it just kind of basic same rate of speed. motion? Yep. And when it hits a wall, it would bounce off at whatever ninety degree that is, kind of like pool billiards or whatever, all the way across until it hits one of those pits. Hmm. Interesting. By the way, uh, while you guys are talking, Dave, I need another Constitution save. What is that? That's why. Oh. Okay, uh, yeah, awesome. You are, uh, you do not take damage this turn. Can I get out of the spiky pit? Yeah, yeah, you are out, that's fine. Okay. Is this a situation that I think the elixir of health would be in handy for? Huh? The elixir of health, would that come in handy for this? I would suggest so. I take the elixir of health. Chug, 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 you're good to go. No more damage. Uh... Can I just pour the elixir of health on top of this pit so that if anyone else um, <laughs> happens to do the same thing, then they just get their injection right away? You would have to drink the whole bottle. Injection. Uh, okay, uh, so who would like to attempt this next? We have two across and lots of sand. Let's see. Uh, actually, if we fill the pit up with dirt, there's no spikes at the bottom anymore. It's just like a two foot drop. <laughs> I'll try it. Five plus eight is thirteen spells. To what prepare. are you trying to do? Just walk it across? Yeah. Okay. You. What's your acrobatics thing? Twenty-one. You still fall in kabloop on your butt and take. Uh, I need a Constitution save. Uh, you take six points of damage. That's an at one. An at one. You feel something not quite right. Uh, so you take eleven points after that six of piercing. Okay, I'll climb out, and can I use Lesser Restoration on myself? Yes, you do. Okay. You are good to go. Next. Give it a shot. All right. Launch through. You launch through. Do you even want to attempt an acrobatics check? Uh, well, I always want to attempt. Okay. (laughs) Seven. Yay, you take six points of piercing damage. Give me a con save. Um, piercing? uh, Oh, that's right. Never mind. Yeah, not raging. I was not... Silly to, to waste a rage on some spikes. Yep. He said a uh, con save? Correct. 15? Yes, that is exactly what you needed, so you are good to go. <laughs> I didn't prepare enough spells when we started, so uh, I'm going to misty step. Okay, for whoop, on to the other side. You are good to go. <laughs> now, luckily, uh, since you guys didn't try it the traditional way, you... Uh, the traditional way. Yeah, can you tell us what the traditional way is? Just Word, for one person gets across, throws a rope, you then use uh, the rope to shimmy your way across a uh, frictionless surface. Um, since you guys didn't do that, and you don't have to worry about people running into the illusory wall on the other side, you realize that there's an illusory wall right next to where you guys are standing. Oh, there's bright orange script on the floor that tells us. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, you guys are able to, just through walking, realize that the wall that you thought you were going to lean against isn't there. And you stagger a little bit, but you're able to uh, catch your balance. What's all they said? 
On the other side of that wall, there are all sorts of hooks and uh, pulleys and whatnot for attaching ropes to, to help people get across that particular <laughs> surface. I love troll dungeons. There is a door right on the other side that goes to a hallway that leads north and south. Which way would you guys like to go first? This hallway seems... Oh, oh this hallway is not abandoned. You see what appear to be two statues standing on either side of this hallway. Lovely gargoyle. They have not moved. Just don't blink. What? Is there a skill check that's like not blinking? No, it's a doctor. Real it's a doctor who check. Constitution save. Yes, constitution save. <gasps> Will save. Probably just statues, right? Let's walk through. Let's not do that. That's a terrible. They idea. are to the south of this T. I'm going to say about the middle of the hall. Okay, so we can either go up and try and kind of avoid them, or go down and just get it over with. All right, do you guys go through the door to the north? Yeah. yeah. All right. Water not only flows through this room, it floats. Entering a hole in the western wall two feet off the floor, a stream seemingly suspended in midair. It flows out another hole near the northeast corner. The water is about three feet deep. You can see a few blind cave fish being carried along this brisk current. On either side of the door are six total kayaks, each able to carry two riders, but there are no paddles to be found. I am so confused. Floating river. Let's use the fish as kayak paddles. You said there were fish in the... Or you could just let the current take you. But what if you need to go against the current? Sucks to be you. That's pretty difficult in a kayak. Yeah. Okay, so what would you guys like to do? Well, if there are kayaks just laying right here... but we would Inspect the kayaks for any holes. Uh, no, they all seem to be fine. Are they cursed in any way? Yes, they have curse of sinking. No, uh, ah. they are just standard kayaks, as far as you can tell. Uh, the stream is also hemispheral, as far as uh, cross section. So it's got the you know curved bottom, flat top, as it cuts through this weird trough in the um, wall. Suspends it. Yes, the entrance and exit holes are six feet in diameter, as well, where it goes through the wall. I want to take one of my swords and, like, poke the side of the river. Okay, uh, you poke the side of the river. Some of the water comes down the sword just a little bit, uh, and the water is lukewarm. Other than that, uh, nothing but a few drops escape. Mm. I see nothing wrong with getting inside this magical river. You do also realize, as you put your sword in there, that it's got a lot of force to it. You have to grab hold with your second hand to lose your sword. The current is very swift. Interesting. And it goes from west to east. Heading to our right. Yes, counterclockwise. Hmm. Are we really getting on this janky Disney ride? I see no what reason not to. Disney. We don't. <laughs> Disney. We see the map, but we as characters don't no, have No, you guys have no idea where this thing would go. Uh, but you do, if you wait long enough, you kind of see the same groupings. I was just going to ask that. Are we seeing yeah. the same? That fish looks familiar. Yeah, no, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you can see kind of the same clusters, because as, as fish school and whatnot, they would be kind of clustered up. I'm going to toss another cigarette into the into the river and watch. You toss Wait. another cigarette in and all the fish get cancer. Uh, it goes around <laughs> and after about six, eight minutes uh, it comes back around again. So it loops. Mm-hmm. Along with a ticket for littering. 
<laughs> Throw the ticket in. <laughs> Sixteen minutes, we see the ticket come back around with another ticket. <laughs> Two, as a matter of fact. Well, okay, okay. So uh, there are boats for us to ride. There's some sort of magical uh, underground river that we're like. Uh, this is either someone especially wanting us to get on these boats and ride through, or it's a very obvious trap, and I can't tell which one. So we should probably walk right into it, right? Gingerly. Gingerly. If you guys want to try and walk into the river stream, you're welcome. I meant walk into the tracks. I'm going to walk over, grab a kayak, and get in and go. Uh, Each one can hold two people. I'm going to walk over, grab a kayak, get in, and go. Okay, you oh. take off first down this stream. Who's going to follow? Let's let's just wait for him to come back around. Yeah. Tell us what happens. Okay, nobody follows you through. After about five minutes or so, you land. You come to uh, what appears to be a very large room. All right. You see right as you go to the light at the end of that tunnel. Uh, Yes, I said it that way for a reason. A very large knight and eight minions of his, all also knights, immediately attack you. Is there any way for him to give us a signal that he's dying, or well, are we hey, just going to wait? <laughs> Lay down. They won't see you. They are uh, no. They they are waiting to ambush anybody that comes through that. So I'm going to need initiative roll from you, kind sir. You guys... Get out of the kayak. They will attack you while you are in the kayak. I'm going to stay in the kayak as I see them? They work in two teams of four with two members on each side of the stream, and when a kayak comes out, a team will throw a large net over it and drag it out. And drag it and its occupants out and to the floor. (laughs) 21. To, uh, for initiative? For initiative. Alright. So, so, okay, so it's been like five minutes. It takes like seven minutes for these kayaks to get back. So there's going to be two minutes while he's... Oh. So, go ahead and uh, they threw the net around you. Give me a DC 10 strength save to free yourself. Eight. Eight, you are still caught up in the net, so you cannot move, but you can attempt to attack the net if you would like. I am very unhappy with the way this turned out. Um, Use my pull up sacrificial knife out of my little little thing of what's it and uh, go to town on this net. Okay. Uh, Thirteen. Yes, you do hit the net. Nine piercing plus. Too radiant. That is enough to uh, tear through the net with relative ease. And as a bonus action, I'm going to cast Expeditious Retreat. Okay, where are you going to? As far away from these guys as I can physically get. Are you going to try and get back into the stream on the other side and let the current take you? Yes. Okay. Uh, you are able to uh, get back into that stream uh, using that retreat, and you flash through... You do take a little bit of damage from that, and your friends see you uh, basically a mi- less than a minute later through this stream on one of these as you're trying not to drown. Go ahead and everybody give me an acrobat, uh, a dex check to try and grab him out. 18? Just a dex? Yeah, just straight dex. 
I hope I got it well enough. 24. So you are able to very easily rip him out of that stream where he hits the ground with a wet thud. Hopefully you have some sort of water pack for your cigs because they are soaked at this point. I'm always prepared. <laughs> okay. You're... As soon as I get out, I'm just going to go. I'm just going to go to the, go to the door. Just walk out. You you hear a, a ton of cussing coming through that, that stream that you just went through. What did you do? Oh, I didn't do a f***ing thing. <laughs> I think technically they didn't do a thing. You did something, but you know. Okay. You so, know what? You know what? You know what? I'd like to see any of you do that. Okay. I bet in the one of you got the stones to get in one of those kayaks and, and, and take a ride. You still haven't said what actually happened. Why don't you go find out for yourself? Well, see, I drowning would, in I, the river doesn't really appease me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what would you guys so like? So basically, I'm the only one that you guys is on a cowan. <laughs> no, you're the only one that's willing to go down alone. I'm the only one who's not a cowan. <laughs> I'm just going to hold up a single claw. Uh, excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> you would have noticed um, that the big knight and his eight little minions were all decked out in very, very fine armor. They all were very well equipped, and several of the Big Knight's armor, it was magical in nature. You could have told that simply from what he was doing. Now, what I will let you guys know is that over in that other room, there was at least a couple of bits of magical weapons and armor, if you're interested. Why didn't you grab them? I fell out of the boat. Ah, that happens. Brave, brave of you. Well, do we want to all go back and try and get them? Sounds good to me. I have no need for armor, but I'll help. Well, you guys have fun. I'm going to go see what those gargoyles are up to. Or we can do that. That idea works as well. I'm not going to stop you guys. You're also not going to come with. Do I look like I need weapons and armor? Have I shown you any reason to believe that I would want a sword or a breastplate? Was there a passageway, or was it just a very secluded room on the other side? There was a room, the water came in, the water went out. Sounds like a great time, honestly. Unless if there's another room, we should probably go check it out. It's definitely a room, there's probably another way out of there. I mean, personally, me personally, I wouldn't build a room that the only way he get in and out of is a river. Well, but that's just me. We can go find another route. Okay, you guys go back through those double doors. You still see those two gargoyles sitting, uh, or through that one door. Uh, you do see those two gargoyles sitting side by side down the hallway. Virgil, uh, your perception, I believe, is the only one that's going to be high enough to spot what appears to be a smoothed out piece of stone. But it appears to have a keyhole in it. So you see what appears to be like a where a secret door would be, but there appears to be a keyhole in it, right next to where those gargoyles are stationed. Interesting. There's possibly a secret door there. I see a keyhole, at least, by those gargoyles. Pull out my thieves' tools. Okay. You want to bend down next to that gargoyle and start working on the lock? We use detect magic first. Okay. The door is very magical. The secret door, at least. The gargoyles also have a little bit of magic on them, and as soon as you detect that, they attack! Surprise! I guess what, guys? Magic King Gargoyles. 
Okay. Go ahead and uh, roll initiative, everybody, and we will do this. 19. Me too. Who? 19 for me also. All right, who has a higher dex? Plus 5. He wins. Okay. 18 for me. 11. 17. Lucian, you would be first. Alrighty. You guys were already pretty suspicious of them anyway. I'm going to Hunter's Mark, uh, the one gargoyle, and then I'm going to shoot with the bow. That's an 18 to hit. Mm-hmm. 12 piercing and 3 raid, or er, 12 piercing plus 3 for the Hunter's Mark. When you hit it, uh, it does chip away a little bit of the stone, but not a whole Three lot. Three of the points were from Hunter's Mark. Yeah. And then second attack. That's a 20 to hit, and that's 9 piercing plus 1 from Hunter's Mark. Okay. And once again, as it hits, it chips away a little bit of that stone, uh, but your arrow uh, doesn't necessarily stick. On to Fenris. Um, I within 45 feet? Yeah, you'd be within 10 or 15. Okay, so I don't think I'm going to rage. I think I'm just going to go ahead and save this for a little while. So no rage bonus to take damage. Um, ew, terrible. A uh, 6 and a 13. Neither of those will hit, no. And 12. Uh, wow. No, that is not quite enough either. Fenris is worst showing in combat yet. <laughs> Okay, so after Fenris, we have Amar. Start off, I'm just going to take a running jump. I'm going to try and grapple this gargoyle. Okay. So, strength contest? Correct. Oh boy. Oh boy. What did you roll? That's a 13. That is enough. You are able to grapple him. And I'm going to spend a moxie and use my ability to the mat. So basically... We're both knocked prone. Okay, you are both prone. Um, and I'm gonna start punching him. Okay. I can use my I can use grapples a bonus action, so I'm gonna use my two attacks so they get normally. And that is a fourteen and an eleven. Uh the fourteen and the eleven neither will break through. Aw. Okay, we then uh, go on to Alan. Alright, we're gonna Pop each of them in the face with an Elf's Blast. The first one is going to be a more than 20 to hit. Yes. The second one is going to be significantly less. It's going to be 3, 8, 11. Not quite enough, no. But the one does hit that is grappled. Alright, so he's going to take 9 points of force damage. Okay. And 2 points radiant. Alright, he felt that and little bits got chipped away mm-hmm. from where he was laying at. On then to the gargoyle. The one is going to try to break out. That That is a 21 to break free from that. That's a nat 20. Okay, yeah, you are still able to hold on to him. The other one, seeing that gargoyle stuck in the grapple, is going to come up and try to pummel you uh, as you are laying there. Since you are prone, it does have advantage on you. Uh, I have half cover. When I'm grappling. Oh, awesome. Okay, so then that adds uh, two to your AC. Will a 16 hit you then? Uh, no. Yeah. And then I'm going to uh, spend one Moxie to turn a missed attack into an attack for the gargoyle. Okay. 
All right, so then uh, it gets attacked. It attacks its gargoyle buddy. Then yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, let me roll that damage, and the other one will not hit either. So that would be five points of slashing damage to the other gargoyle. It's those class abilities coming in there. Yeah, day. yeah. Those are pretty nice. That moxie. Okay, uh, on to Reshna. All right. Um, I've got a twenty-something and a sixteen. Both will hit. All right. All right, so that is 10 points of damage and 8 points of damage. All right. Not too shabby. Uh, the one is definitely looking the worst for wear. The other one is not doing too bad. Uh, your sword was able to chip off a good chunk of its wing with that swing. On to Lucian. Okay, I'm going to shoot the, uh, the one that is being grappled that has my hunter's mark on it. Okay. You do have disadvantage on the attack because it is prone. Even though I ignore things like half and third, third, three quarters cover? Yeah, it's prone, so it's not covered technically. Uh, that's a 12 to hit? Not quite enough, no. Okay, second attack. Uh, 19 to hit? Yes, that will hit. 19 points of piercing and two radiant damage. Okay, that is almost enough to bring it completely down. Fenris, it is your turn. Hmm. How far apart are the two? Uh, about, they're right next to each other right okay, now. So, I'm getting in position. Take a five foot adjustment or whatever it would require. Um, 20 and 20. Okay, both of those will hit. And an 11. So Alright, the two the 20s two. will hit. Are you attacking the grappled one or the um, standing? Let's start with the grappled one. So, 9 and 12. Okay, uh, yes, the uh, one... Uh, oh, it would take both of them, as I don't believe your fists are magical, are they? Uh, they are counted as magical now. Okay, then the 9 would be enough to completely crumble the one that you were holding into bits of gravel. Uh, and the other one, I'm sure you just turn up and slug him, and uh, does full damage to that one as well. He is still standing, but not by as much as he was. On then to Amar. The grappled one is now grappled. Alright, well, I'm gonna spend my movement speed getting up. Mm-hmm. And then I'm gonna punch the other one. That is a 19 and an 11. The 19 will hit. Uh, 10 points of damage, and I do full damage. My fists are magical for the purpose of, of resistance. Okay, yeah. Uh, you are able to uh, punch off another good chunk of the wing that uh, Reshna cut off. Uh, Alan, this gargoyle is looking pretty crumbly and full of cracks. Mm. Good lord, you're ugly. Someone needs to definitely work on his artistic skills. Vicious mockery. <laughs> <laughs> Do I look like William Shakespeare, you? I don't know who that is. I'm not a bard. That is actually, I get two blasts into him from Eldritch Blast, so that's 15, 16, 17, 18, 19. That will hit as well. So, the first blast, four force, plus three radiant, and the second one is three force damage, Plus seven radiant. All right, that is exactly what you needed to blast a hole into the center of the scargoyle, and as it glows within, it explodes out 
uh, showering everybody with bits of gravel as it explodes. That is the second gargoyle that I have killed with radiant damage in my D&D career. <laughs> that is awesome. Okay. Uh, now that the gargoyle dust is settling to the ground, uh, there is nothing standing between you and the door to the south. Let's go through it. Okay, you open up this door. You guys sure you don't want any of that armor? Oh, I couldn't possibly. (laughs) You look out and down into an enormous chamber defined by terrace steps that ring the entire area and descend toward the central enclosure. A few feet south of the door, water laps at the edge of the stone floor. Looking to the uh, side, you can see that the ring of the terrace that lies beyond is ten foot deep ring of water held in by a nearly transparent wall. Another of these watery steps in the terrace is somewhat lower than the first. At the level in between the aquariums, the terrace steps are dry, but the area is still enclosed by a glassy wall like the others. So basically, there is a 10-foot terrace that goes around, and then there's uh, just a series of aquariums going all the way down this huge chamber. Now, can we actually see anything near the center, or is it all kind of obscured by layers and layers of... Uh, Yeah, at the bottom tier uh, are three manticores at the bottom, but their wings have been clipped, it looks like, so they are unable to fly. Mm -hmm. But uh, they do, uh, if you kind of peek your head over, uh, they do look to be aiming their tails to shoot spikes at you very quickly. Does it look like there's anything in this room that is of, of relative interest? There does appear to be a door at the very bottom. Other than that, there doesn't seem to be a whole lot. Oh, excuse me. There appears to be a metal door in the north wall opposite the door where you entered from at the very bottom. It looks to be like a safe or something along those lines. Connor just want to make a round for it and try to get out the other side. You can go around then. Yeah, might as well try. We can always come back. Yeah. Well, hopefully. <laughs> we can possibly come back. I've never fought a match core. So what would you guys like to do? Go around to the other door or are you going to challenge what's here? <coughs> I'm going to the other door. Yeah. Like I said, you are more than welcome to fight any bloody hairy thing you want. Being as uh, most of these are sea creatures, as you're going down, the only hairy things would be the manticores at the bottom. And you'd have to fight your way all the way down there to get to them. Can't we just, like, shroud it down? Just jump through? <laughs> I would not suggest attempting it, but I mean, I'm not going to forbid you from doing anything. I could misty step my way to the bottom, but of course, once again, I'm the least lucky to get any. Lavish furnishings and decorations are everywhere in this large room. Now, this is my kind of place. <laughs> yes. The floor is strewn with rugs and cushions, and tapestries cover the wall. A hookah as tall as an adult human stands in one corner. The largest piece of furniture is a sumptuous divan. And standing in the middle of this room is an oni. That, on the other hand... Is very much not my kind of place. <laughs> okay, everybody roll initiative. Oh, that's ugly. What do you want? 19, Lucian. 15. 13. One up from the bottom. All right, Fenris, it is your turn. And Oni. <laughs> Correct. Looking like demon, right? 
demon orc, basically. It does not look pleasant. They are fiends, correct? Correct. Uh, no, they are giants. Excuse me. Oh! <laughs> oh, and these. Look, if it was a fiend, I could, I could, I could use my. I know a thing or two about fiends. Um, this looks like a good place to take a long rest after we dispatch this guy, so I'll go ahead and pop a rage. Okay. And, uh, lunge in. Alright, go ahead. That's fives. Um, 14 and a 16. The 16 will hit. And 30. Yep, never mind. So a d8 plus... Five for six damage. Six, okay. Okay, on then to Lucian. I'm gonna shoot this thingy in the face. In the face. That's a 24 to hit. Yes. That's six points of piercing, three radiant. And with that radiant, uh, with the shooting star. Mm-hmm. It does the radiant, but it also illuminates them, so they have disadvantage on stealth checks, and they cannot become invisible. All right. Uh, wow. Second attack. Uh, that's a twenty-eight to hit, and that's seven points of piercing damage. Uh, then on to Amar. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna punch it twice, probably. Okay. Go, go for it. it. That is a 25 and a 20. That is 9 plus 8 points of damage. All right. Reshna. That's a 7 and a 12. Uh, neither of those will hit. All right. I'm going to use a psionic point to reroll an attack. Okay. That's a 17. 17, yes. That will hit. All right. That's 9 points of damage. Uh, you notice that he cracks his neck a little bit, and as he does, some of the wounds that were on him begin to knit closed just a little bit. Some of the bleeding uh, stops uh, that he has taken, and he flicks a ring on his hand, and as he does, four images of him appear around, all taking that same form. And we are on to Alan. That's a nice trick, Mike. How close to each other? How, cl- how close are each of them to each other? They are all in the same area. This room is only uh, 15 by 25, so they're all in about the same uh, general zone. Well, I remember having to do this to all of this wonderful furniture. But, uh, oh god, we can't be having none of this now. Alright. See if I still remember how to do this. Burning hands. Okay, uh, and it's a deck save, correct? Uh, yes. I'm assuming I'm going to be subject to this as well? Probably. Everybody in front of uh, you, which would be everybody that has attacked thus far in melee. Um, danger sense, I have an advantage on dexterity saving throws against effects that I can see, such as traps and spells, so I will take advantage of that for 12. Alright, and it critted the uh, save, so it saves. I got an 18. Let's see. Oh. 10. Okay. So it's DC 19. Wait, what was your deck save? Uh, 9 plus. Oh, shoot. Yeah, that'd be 13, but still. Oh. Alright, so everyone who fails is going to take half damage. Everyone who fails takes half? Succeeds. Oh, yeah, it's everyone who succeeds. 
From my, from my mind, it's failed. Yep, I'll take half damage from the ring. So. Ow. That's, um, so 12, 16, so half is 8 fire damage, plus 6 radiant. Ow. So if you if you fail to save, it's 12 fire damage. Okay, all of his duplicates disappear in that burning uh, inferno. Guys, he's right there. On then to Fenris. Alright, well. A little singed, but we're better off as a result. Alright. I will maintain the attack. Uh, looks like 17 and then a 12. Yes, uh, the 17 will hit. Okay, and... <laughs> 23! Okay. That was, it, for those of you listening, it pivoted between the 5 and the 18 and just tilted back to the 8. So, two hits. D8s plus 5 each. A 10, 6 for 16. Okay. We move on then to Lucian. Okay. I'm going to shoot... The Oni with the bow. That's a 19 to hit. Yes. So that is nine piercing and one. Or sorry, that is six piercing and four radiant damage. Okay. Uh, second attack. Uh, 28 to hit. Yes. And that's seven points of damage, piercing damage. Okay. Um, Again, it's lit up, so it has disadvantage on stealth and can't be invisible. All right, I'm on. All right, well, <clears throat> we're going to do the punching thing again. Go for it. That is a 15 and a 26. Yes, both will hit. Oh, 15 will not, excuse me. Okay, that is 10 points of damage. All right. Reshna. All right, let's try this again. Yeah, I don't think that's going to work. Yeah, it's a 14. So. Yes. No, neither of those will hit. I would like to oh, okay. spend another point. Go for it. Yeah, it didn't work. Oh well. Worth a try. Okay. Uh, in a last-ditch effort, he raises both of his hands and frost begins to envelop them as he shoots out this cone of ice and snow. I need everybody to get me, let's see. I prefer not to. Too bad. <laughs> um, I need everybody to give me a constitution saving throw. Okay, it needs to be higher than 13. 23. How cold is this? Very cold. 13? 13, DC 13. Does that mean I passed or failed? What did you make? 13. Okay, you passed. Uh, meets it beats. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, for those that failed, 38 cold damage. Ew. For those that passed, 16. Uh, I have 9 health. And I have 8. I'm, I'm not going to tell everyone where I'm at. And uh, some of his wounds once again begin to knit closed. Alright, who are we on to next? Uh, Alan. Dexter, really sucked. <laughs> I was gonna let you off with just letting these blokes be on you for a little while, but now I'm so friggin' cold, we're just gonna do it all over again. <laughs> Where right. was he during the corridor that was so hot? I have no idea, and what I think is absolutely hilarious is now that you guys have all been blasted with that cone of cold, you get burning hands to warm up, correct, sir? Yep. Everybody, once again, I'm still behind him. <laughs> Do we get some sort of resistance? You'll be warm again. He failed it this time. 
This is a deck save. Yep. yep. And we're actually using up our second levels. Or our, yeah. Ugh, 21. 21. 5, 6, 7, 8, 9. Uh, 13 points of fire damage. Plus 8 radiant. Okay, he is really not looking good at this point. How is everybody else looking? Five after and negative one. So you were saying how much for the, oh, the really? damage? 13. Even taking so half, half so damage. Half the seven and then how much radiant? Eight, so 15 total. What was the DC? Was it 19? Okay. Alright, so we've got one down. Anybody else? I'm at 28. Sorry about that big card, but what had to be done had to be done. Fenris, it is your turn. You have oh. one ally that is now dying on the floor. I think it's time to pull out the stops. I'm going to go ahead and utilize... Where is it, Ash? Uh, yep, yeah, let's see here. In exchange for a level of exhaustion after the rage finishes, I can enter a reckless rage, which allows me to make an extra unarmed attack when I take the attack action. So I'll now have my two base attacks, plus an extra attack for the exhaust, plus my bonus attack for being unarmed. And I will also use Reckless Attack in combination. Um, when I make uh, my first attack on my turn, I can decide to attack Recklessly. Doing so gives me advantage on melee weapon attack rolls using strength during this turn. Oh my God. So I'm going to make four attacks with advantage. <laughs> we need to end this. So that'll be a 24 for that attack. Okay. A 23 for that attack. Okay. A 23 for that attack. Okay. And a 22 for the... Did you see that? <laughs> I have Micah confirming my rolls. This is fantastic. So kind of roll a d8. He so. has three whole health points left. Are you kidding? Gus, how you end this <laughs> um, and a lot of overkill. Fenris, given his gladiatorial background, he's seen many friends die in the ring. Uh, watching one of his friends fall to combat increases his rage that much further. He lets out a roar of ferocity and unloads with multiple attacks, ripping and shredding from top to bottom. Dealing a grand total of 6, 12, 19, 21, plus 20 for 41 damage. <laughs> okay, he is left with pieces no bigger than the palm of your hand by the time uh, you are done with him. And uh, it is definitely over. There is no coming back from that. I'm now exhausted. <laughs> you are now exhausted. I would say so. And I believe we decided that this room was where we were going to take a long rest. Uh, I, I, I would suggest I run down to him and cast cure wounds. Okay, so you are no longer Ooh. dying and are back from <gasps> that. That is a grand total of three hit points, but you're not dead. <laughs> You are able to find, just real obviously, uh, two fingers uh, that haven't yet to be completely destroyed. Uh, each have a ring on them. Everything else, through a lot of searching, yields you Black Razor, a sentient greatsword, 110 Electrum pieces, 200 Platinum pieces, four pieces of jewelry worth a vast amount, a uh, strange red potion, and a couple of scrolls. Did you want to try that for to make it in your your uh, soul weapon? I would, but I know you were also interested. So I mean, that's why I'm not for sure because gaining plus three and a bunch of the temporary hit points would be like amazing, but you yeah, wouldn't be able you, to make four attacks every round. I wouldn't be able to make. Well, I I could make my two barbarian attacks and then go into reckless rage 
for the third. Are you non-lawful, first off? I'm chaotic neutral. Okay, yep. And you would be able to equip so, it. Plus three to attack and damage rolls made. It's a great sword, so obviously you have to have martial proficiency. You can detect creatures within 60 feet, uh, as long as they're not constructs or undead. Uh, haste once per round. Black Razor is sentient, so it can speak to you. Hmm. It, it, after you're attuned, you'd find that out. Oh, we'd be aware of this, right? You'd be aware after you become attuned. What do you think? I'm, I guess it's just whoever would benefit more from it, because it just adds to my damage. I think with your mind blade, with that kind of a weapon, that's crazy powerful. Alright, so now that you guys have gotten all the loot from that last encounter, we will go ahead and end this here. You guys uh, successfully completed uh, White Plume Mountain. You are able to get out. I'm going to go ahead and say that you guys are able to bypass the djinn. Uh, they would be one last challenge before you get out, but you guys got pretty beaten up on that last one, and for the sake of time, we will go ahead and end the podcast with this one. So go ahead, everybody, say goodbye. Next time we meet, we will be doing Against the Giants. Bring Bye. on the giants. Bye. <laughs> Thank you once again for joining us for another episode of the Homebrew Review. If you would like a chance to join our show and vote on who gets in and what material makes it, Please visit our Patreon page where you can help support our podcast and possibly join the crew here. Also, if you would like to follow us, we are on Facebook at Guild Adventure. You can also find us on our website along with links to all the material at www.theadventuringguild.com. So thank you all very much and we hope to see you next week. Mm -hmm.